Everybody, welcome to RPG Cast episode 688 for the week of August 12th, 2023. I'm Chris Privet here bringing you this week's news, some reviews, and some perspectives on role playing games. There's one big one out this uh, past couple weeks that probably would take a little bit of the time, um, but not everybody's been playing it. Joining me to talk about all this stuff, Kelly Ryan. Um, not playing Baldur's Gate, but curious, especially after the stats that they've released that people <laughs> have put, like, what, a thousand years into this game total mm-hmm. over the course of the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, That was an interesting stat. <laughs> I think that it's uh, pretty common that I, I think if we did that on every game, we'd be surprised at how, you know, the cum- when you start adding up time across everybody, that's just how it goes. Of course. Um, oh, also for joining me, who is playing Baldur's Gate 3, Phil Willis! Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. I am down, down, down by the river. Okay. Yeah, I'm just down by the river. I sat, was sitting there in character creation because I decided to make another character and start over. And my wife is like, is that song ever going to stop? I'm like, what song? I don't hear anything. <laughs> So every time I walk into like the room, I'm like I'm down by the river. Okay. Phil is in a camp down by the river. That song, that song that they keep playing over and over again. Where? In Baldur's Gate. They the theme play, song. They play down by the river. Is that the name Whatever, of the song? I don't know if that's the name of the song, but that's the lyrics that get repeated. I've down never heard the, the lyrics. <laughs> no. Yeah. It is apparently if you just put it down by the Revolver's Gate Three, it does pretty much pull up really quick. So, yes, you can, all you I can... hear in Baldur's Gate Three is "Oh, he, he, who, not, he, who, that, who, who." I don't. know, It's just whatever the combat music is. <laughs> and what I've noticed, so it says here on this YouTube video, it's the character creation soundtrack. But I've noticed iterations of that song in other places in the game here and there as what well. What is that, a motif when they reuse it? Or is that a something else? <gasps> oh my gosh, there's a heart version. Oh, I gotta share this with the wife. Heart version. I heard this song for a while because, like most people, I spent way too long doing character creation. I was about to ask, uh, of the combined 88 years in character creation, according to the stats, uh, how how many hours did you spend? Well, let's just say the first night I played, all I did was character creation. And then didn't commit and quit and came back the next day to actually make my character after sleeping on it. Because Vaughn bought the game while we were streaming last week, that, that, that's me ruining my one job for the, for the week. And we, we streamed for like three hours yesterday, or last week, and I came upstairs and Vaughn's still creating a character. And I'm like, oh my god, you're still doing that? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember why he said he was spending that long, or if he had re-rolled or something. I don't know. I I'm Minor rant. And I get why they did this, but I'm kind of annoyed that they picked mostly generic humanoid characters instead of races I tend to like to play, like Tabaxi or Arakoa. 
What, what, what do you mean? You mean for the um, companions? I, yeah. Well, Kelly, no, they, no. they they just went with the the basic uh, basic lore uh, lore setting as well as the basic uh, Faerun lore setting. They didn't add any special other. I know expansion and books. I, I get why they did that. I just the broad you, know, you wanted you wanted a gnome and halfling companion in the group. Part part of the reason why you I could do play, those. You just make one. Part of the reason why in WoW I play mostly horde is because the, those character types are actually interesting. But um, that that's a me problem. Well, yeah, I, but the problem is they're 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 not as fun to romance. So that's why you don't have any gnome and halfling companions in the group true nobody wants that little thing crawling up saying do you want to get together tonight <laughs> no will no, you stop away. it <laughs> well, you know what's really funny was if I, one of my tabletops uh in council of thieves uh they are working with this within as a part of a guild and uh there is this gnome who's actually in charge of the uh, lady of the knights right she is the the leader and uh, and so the players, I have relationship rules. You can build up relationships with NPCs. What was really funny is the players were trying to work their relationship up with her to sick her on the other players. So this guy be sleeping. They would talk her into this. Like, he really needs to relax. He needs your hands tonight. So they would send her in there. And nobody wanted to do anything with a gnome. Just not okay. So it was, a, it was just a way for players to creep each other out. Mm-hmm. I I have I uh, okay so many thoughts. Um, first of all, I'm on the Steam page to get those stats Kelly was alluding to, so I can read you to them, read them to you. And the video shows off somebody who has not showed up in my 32 hours of play yet. There is no oh. Boo in my game, and I'm very disappointed. When do I meet Boo? Do you want the Twitter post? Because that's what um what? I was pulling it from. What? No, I've got the stats. I've got it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got okay. it. But I'm I got distracted because here's cute little Boo, and I'm like, where is Boo? Where's my Boo? And Minsk too. Like whatever. But <sighs> yeah, because I'm I'm curious what uh, Matt Mercer sounds like as him. I'm still telling you. I'm hoping they do like a twist and they have Jim Cummings as Minsk as well, and like Matt Mercer is a fake Minsk. That's what I really want. Jim Cummings is still doing voice work. Why didn't you just use him? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'll get over Maybe it can't, eventually. Maybe can't work as many hours as he used to. <sighs> Has too much Winnie the Pooh money. I'm, I'm just, Maybe he's down, down, down by the river. Uh, he's doing voices in Diablo 4. <laughs> like, yeah. he's doing work. <laughs> down oh, by the whatever. River. All right. So here we go. We got Baldur's Gate 3 community stats. Let's see. What do we got that's interesting? Uh, races, people use, people are boring. Half-elf, human, elf. Three most popular. Followed by Dragonborn, Tiefling, Drow, then Half-Orc, then Dwarf, then Gnome, then Halfling, and even less popular than the short ones that Phil doesn't like, Githyanki. That's right, people <laughs> want noses. Ah, I mean, I'm okay with them as a race. I just, uh, I'm just telling you why they didn't make them companions. Uh, Githyanki are weird because they're like, they're a spelljammer type thing, right? You don't usually see them in nor- base yeah. D&D. Yeah, you don't normally see them. Yeah. yeah. But since they brought, you know, deep mind flare lore into this game, they kind of had that. Well, they had an opportunity to bring more space D&D stuff. Spelljammer, by the way, in case you don't know, that's space D&D. Why is it called Spelljammer? I don't know. 
apparently spell jamming is the way you travel across the plains. I don't I don't know. I don't care. Phil might know. D and D in space. Yeah. Space. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Classes. Uh, apparently, people make paladins since none of the companions are paladins. Uh, seems like a good opportunity to fill a gap. So people want to play a tank, followed by sorcerer, warlock, rogue, bard. Blah 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 blah. Last is cleric. No one wants to be the healer. Uh, Probably because they don't have a lot of damage options. I would imagine. If you uh okay, good guardian spirits in this game that made them broken in the tabletop. I had to nerf that. They stuff. do have guardian spirits, yes. But yeah, I, I freaking play a cleric. Go guardian spirits. Don't nerf. Spirits. Don't nerf base yeah. mechanics, especially oh, I, for clerics. Oh, I have to. Oh, no, I have to. Yeah, like you don't even like play fifth it. Edition. No, I'm talking like a fifth edition tabletop. I had a player that you cast spirit guardians. You just run and hug enemies. Yeah, it's all, it just does like unmitigated damage. So I, I just changed it to where you it doesn't move with you. Once you put it down, they guard that spot. So if you stay inside, you know the enemies come to you. Well, no gonna one's gonna hurt. ever use it. Then you just destroyed it. Well, the idea is it's supposed to be a defensive measure. Yeah, the cleric. You don't. They have that hit. already. It's called sanctuary. Yeah, this is better. No, it's not. It is better. You sit there and just cast heals in Sanctuary. They can't target you. Yeah, They can't target you with a successful save. But with this, they're going to take unmitigated damage. Mm. It's even better. It's like mm-hmm. Sanctuary Plus. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That really wants, makes me want to make like a, a big uh, furball character with low end whose entire thing is that he just wants to hug people to death. That sounds like such a fun thing to ca- character. Well, unfortunately, play. that race is not in this game, so I know, <laughs> you have to be a big game, dragonborn. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, basically like a George character from Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All like right, Gossamer. so 10% of characters made in character creation were there for over an hour. That seems low to me. A lot of people just speeding through character creation is what I'm seeing here. All right. Uh, if you just went with a default character and started, people are most likely to be Gale, which I I, I presume is because they just want to play as the wizard. But uh, Gale does look pretty fabulous. He does have a uh, really fab hair. I love his. I love everything from his writing to his voice acting. Yeah. Um. I accidentally started a romance with Gail. I don't even know how. This happens to me in these games as I just start romancing characters because I talk to everybody. And it's like, I didn't mean that. That What? Oh, okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, here we go. This is the full infographic. That's the one I wanted. All right. <laughs> in the first weekend, only 368 people finished the game. Which seems... <laughs> <laughs> that seems right um even if it seems like how did they get through it like i don't know whatever all right uh 93 of players rolled a custom character and 10 percent spent at least an hour in character creation which means i'm one of the minority i guess and do 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 let's see we talked about oh a hundred thousand players have been rejected by asterion um, I've not been rejected by Asterion yet, but I'm going to. I'm now that I know that it, that, that that's a a thing. I'm going to keep working on him to, to increase my odds. Because uh, since I'm just going to start accidentally starting relationships with everyone in my party, I'm like I've decided I'm just getting with everybody. Let's let's just do this. Like don't Is don't this- yeah don't limit love. Why yeah you never limit love. Mm-hmm. Right. Is Asterion the Sundere? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he literally at one point told me, go away. I'm brooding. Like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Uh, one NPC was shoved into a chasm for every concurrent player we had on during our peak on Sunday, 815,000. Okay, so shoving people is important. Yep. Uh, 12% of player deaths were caused by friendly fire. Yep, that, that's happened to me plenty. Uh, most people are doing good things, it seems. Uh, there's a dog in the game that I think I missed, but he's been pet. Over 750,000 times. Yeah. I pet the dog. I must have missed him. I'll have to go look for him. And let's see. Players spoke to over 1.4 million corpses and over 2.4 million animals. I've been contributing to animals because my guy's a druid, so he can talk to animals. And um, they talk, get get talk to animals if you can, because it's a Larian game and they always flesh out the animal characters because it's just a thing they do. Yeah. And, are there any and, cats? Yes. Okay. Um, are they, wait. Are they sassy? Hold on. No. I've not run a, into any cats. I am a, I can turn into a cat to get through small spaces. I have not oh. seen a cat. Lots oh. of rats. One really sassy squirrel. Um, uh, some cows, or, or oxen, rather. Uh, one of which I'm pretty sure is not really an ox. Uh, lots of wolves. Um, what else? Yeah, I ha- uh the dog scratched the dog obviously. Um though I missed him. Yeah, I haven't seen any cats. Maybe they'll be in the city, Kelly. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted on Cat Watch. Yes, Cat Watch. Cat Watch. Thank you. <laughs> and then all right, final stat, players have played for at least 10 million hours or 1225 years cumulative time. This is what humanity achieves. Good job, everyone. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. It's it, it's doing pretty well. Uh, game of the year material? Uh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what else came is. out this year? I've already forgotten. Um, uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh, I haven't Fantasy played 16. it. Definitely did uh, play no, it. Yep. Wait, why did I say Breath of the Wild? I meant Tears of the Yeah, I knew what you meant. Zelda. <laughs> Zelda physics. Um, f- the actual game of the year, Fuga 2. Nah. Something else uh, came out that was more popular, right? At the beginning of the year? Fire Emblem? No. Diablo 4. Diablo but that's 4? not going to win. Nope. I, I guess it's going to depend on people's tastes. I, um, I think it's BG3 and Final Fantasy 16 right now for me. So um, I need to play uh, BG4 3 more, but. Probably FF16 and Tears of the Kingdom for me. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, Open Critic has Baldur's Gate 3, Tears of the Kingdom, Resident Evil 4 remake came out, uh, Street Fighter Should 6. Remakes count. Yeah. Jack Jean. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Hi Fi Rush. Oh, that was good. That probably won't win. Dead Space remake, uh, Dave the Diver. Oh, that's that indie game I actually do need to try. I gotta make sure that's on my list. Day of the Diver. People really like that. Diablo 4 we talked about. Final Fantasy 16. Vernal Edge I haven't even heard of. And Pikmin 4. What's Vernal Edge? Is that an RPG? What is this? Vernal Edge. I gotta look this up. This must be Metroidvania. Okay, I don't even know what's going on. This could be... What is Vernal Edge? Metroidvania. Okay. So that's one I haven't heard of either, but I should put it on my list because... Um, 
sometimes just get in the mood for a good Metroidvania, and this is on the Switch, so that's good. Uh, oh, Hazel points out Trails into Reveries came out this year as well, so that's big for our audience. So I have not played that yet. Um, if I had to guess, though, it's going to be between 16 and Baldur's Gate, based on what I'm seeing here. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, it's Baldur's Gate. There's not even, like, it's so far ahead. Did you play 16, Phil? Yeah, you know, I played it vicariously through another person. It's oh, fine. You didn't finish this, it. Is, okay. this is way ahead. Yeah. This is just... I mean, the, so the I, I can tell you right so now, I love this good. way more than Original Sin 2. Like, yeah. so much more than Original Sin 2. And I, I see people saying things like, I hope they still make Divinity games. I'm like, I hope they don't make any more Divinity games, because this is just better. It cuts out all the garbage I hate in Original Sin 2 that I have trouble elucidating. But this, like, this is so much better. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh, where do we start? <laughs> do we want to start? Do we want to talk about what we're playing? If I talk about what I'm playing, we're going to be right back to the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, can I quick do what I've been playing? Yeah, absolutely. I think you should. So um, I finished Harvestella. <laughs> I Ooh, got did the, you? Yeah, I got to the end and I kept doing my farming stuff and then kind of was like, you know what? I'm officially ready to be done with this and then go beat up the final boss and save the world and yeah. Um I, I do as much as I griped about that game, I do recommend it because it's a really fun farming game with a surprisingly deep story. Like me going to Vaughn and explaining the situation to him and it's me being this is like the worst trolley problem i've ever dealt with in a video game before what do i do and eventually figured out a third solution but yeah uh surprisingly deep story and just it's it's really fun so Um, you liked it yeah yeah i don't know how well it did but i think a sequel that could address some of my complaints could make it a really like a tier farming game um so yeah, I, I recommend it, and I know that uh, a couple of our staff really loved it. Like Matt put or Platty slash Matt slash uh, podcast partner put like hundreds of hours into it, and I think Alex, uh, our editor in chief, played it a lot too. So I, I finished that. Um, I booted up Eastward as kind of a little indie game. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of that one or not. Heard of it? Haven't played it. Yeah. Um, really pretty pixel art, really interesting story. Um, it's bit, I mean, it's basically Undertale, but with humans, you're trying to, uh, get to the surface with a, a little girl who has weird powers mm. and you, you play as a guy named John, who's the silent protagonist and he hits people with a frying pan. Um, I also got sucked into the RPG within an RPG that's called Earthborn. Um, that's basically like a roguelike dragon quest where you have seven days to defeat this dark lord. So you go around gathering companions and stuff and you're trying to level up and get items before you defeat this dark lord. And I've heard people or looked it up and people play this mini game probably more than they've played the actual game. And I wish that uh, whoever made Eastward would kind of just spin this off into its own game for like five bucks because it's very addictive um but i i'll probably have more to talk about eastward ne- next week because i haven't put a whole lot of time into it mainly because now that i'm free from strikers i have been pretty much doing nothing but diabloing <laughs> i finally got my horse the new patch came out 
Uh, for play, for Diablo Four, yeah, for everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, one 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 came out on Tuesday. Do you I feel any different? That. Any more powerful? No. Okay. No. Right. Um, I I still die as much as I do. Though I did get a third wolf. <laughs> okay. Um, I I'm annoyed that apparently three is the cap because I got another item that added a companion, but it wouldn't. It only let me have three. Aww. Uh, yeah, that annoyed me. Um, so I'm still running around. I was trying to do a bunch of the side quests mainly to work on my renown, and I didn't realize how many side quests were in this game because I finally noticed like the little check boxes in each area where it's like this area has 50 side quests and three strongholds and this many statues of Lilith and it's like wow I could spend years in this game just trying to 100% on one character um, I, I need to just go ahead and finish the campaign on that character but I, I, I don't know I just, I just got very sidetracked um, mainly because I just like running around in that game and killing things especially since I kind of had a bad week and just needed to go murder demons uh Bathe in their blood. <laughs> Bathe in their blood. I, I wish you could do that. Um, the, the the big news now. I I noticed that there's at least three kitties in the uh, the main town's uh, stash area, and some of the other taverns have kitties in the other uh, towns. But you, it's kind of like where's Waldo? You really have to look for them. You guys don't don't seem impressed that. I'm focused on find, finding all the Diablo 3 kitties. Eh. Good luck with that. Diablo 4, <laughs> but yeah. Or Diablo 4, sorry. Uh, Diablo 3 was of mine because you were talking about the final season. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. And I'll, I'll probably continue to play is more Diablo because that, that game is really fun. Come join us in Baldur's Gate, Kelly. Oh, no. I've Come got other us. stuff to play. No, only this. Like, only Baldur's Gate. <laughs> uh, why you got to do this to me, guys? Because it's better. I I know. So tempting, and and you guys can play it on Steam Deck. Yeah. Uh, uh well, that might be. I don't know. Does it? Does yeah. Steam Deck? It's verified? fully verified. Yep. Okay. Oh, good. Yep. Got the. Boy, for, it launched with a laptop. It launched with a yellow, and then the day uh-huh. uh, after launch, it had a green check mark. They had okay. worked, They had patched, hot fixed it, and made it better. Um. Okay. Which right. is just to fix some input stuff. Anyway, yeah, it works. It's uh. You know, it is not the same as experiences on my PC, and the load times are much longer on the Steam Deck, but it plays, and it's actually more stable than it's been on my PC. <laughs> uh, I'll put it to you this way, though. Uh, I had a work conference this week where I was in Chicago for Dev Up Day Chicago. Um, shout out if you were there. Uh, and what I, do, what I did is, uh, when I was done each day, I'd go to the hotel room, and I hooked my Steam Deck up to the TV in the hotel room. Popped out a PlayStation 4 controller, and I played Baldur's Gate 3 in my hotel room, and it was wonderful. Nice. I stayed up way too late playing it each day, and I loved it. That's how you do it. Yeah. Highly recommended. Um, I'm into it, obviously. Um, I'm already like 32 hours in, according to Steam. I don't know how accurate that count is. It's probably not too far off from the truth. And uh, I want to keep playing more. And unfortunately, I've got a podcast to record right now. Otherwise, I'd be playing it right now. 
and uh yeah always good sign um you know uh like all games i'm still in the honeymoon honeymoon period now so who knows how i'll feel in uh 30 more hours but even if i hate it then like i will have gotten plenty of hours out of it just like with diablo 4 and have no hard feelings um but so far i'm running around trying to do all the things i can in what i think is still act one though i'm not sure because i don't know when the act one act two cutoff is or if there's a hard cutoff or if there's a movie you see or what you do, but um, I think I'm still in Act 1, and I'm running around in the Underdark, Phil. I don't know if you're down there yet. No, no oh. you're ahead of me, because I, I I had restarted, so... Oh, okay. Um, I'm still down by the river. Cool. Are, cool. are there flumps in the Underdark? Flumps? Uh, no, yeah. I I don't know what that is. They are... They look like jellyfish. Oh, no, I... No, none of those. What I did have to kill was... um. I think it's called a bulette and it like tunnels under the ground and jumps out and it's a real pain in the butt and like destroyed me at level four and I had to go do other quests and come back and it was uh, much easier to deal with at level five. Um, Phil, you're the GM. Don't you know what these things are? Yeah. Bulette. Yeah. Large monstrosity. Yeah, it's what a pain in the butt. It jumps out. It does these beached whale dives on top of your party. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, they like to do that. And it's, it's like, how are you supposed to survive this? It's like a DM secret. There's no way. Well, <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> you just, that, that is. Yeah. Don't. don't yeah, we're going to. You want to go there? I'll go there. So I will tell you. There is one beef I have with this is like just from playing so much tabletop and it's a bias on my part. Maybe I didn't play Divinity Original Sim 1 and 2, so I don't have that experience going into this. All I have is like other CRPGs and running tabletops, right? And there's always kind of the social contract that if you walk into a situation you, you uh, that allows you to talk, there's a chance you can talk your way out of it. And if you don't talk your way out of it and there's a fight, that that fight is winnable. Generally speaking, you usually don't have tabletop experiences that you walk in. If you fail that chat, it's TPK, instant TPK. You're just going to lose because the yeah. DM has put so many monsters on that field, right? Right. Um, and, and whatever have you. And yet that's something like you will get into these fights in Baldur's Gate that you're just like, holy free holies unless you really milk some mechanics or something i don't know how you get by xyz uh, 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 you know in terms of fighting it's clear that they want you to talk your way through it like there, there's definitely a push uh, on a lot of these fights to look at those other options unfortunately you can't talk probably with that monster but <laughs> no no not with this one yeah. um no, the, he's so not very just talk. maybe stealth past him this is a game him. where you need to save often because save there are so things often. that a video game can't do that happens in actual tabletop which is right just little bits and pieces of triggers like with conversations like you have a conversation with someone that says hey you're gonna help me okay you're gonna help me i'm gonna come on in but then you walk out of the area and then walk back into it. And it's like, it counts as you giving up on helping him. And now everybody in there aggroes to you. And you're like, I was just, all I did was click around and oh my God. And like, a this wouldn't happen with a DM because the DM has human reasoning. And it's like, you're just sitting there like, so you're trying to figure out what to do. You're going to go ahead and help them. All right, cool. You're all good. Whereas in a video game, it has to look at really hard logic triggers yep. and things can mess up. And so you just, you have to save. You have okay. to use your saves, and it's just an unfortunate reality of the category, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. A solid state drive, this one 
boys mm-hmm. and girls if you can, because you will be reloading a lot and it's beefy. So yeah, totally with you. But uh, you know, even with all that, uh, I don't care. I'm I'm loving yeah. it. So still having tons of fun. But I, I, you know, I have a PC that's got a nice solid state drive, so maybe that's keeping the loading times from annoying me. Um, I do know that, especially if I'm playing on the Steam Deck, those load times really make me consider, am I going to save scum this conversation or just accept the outcome as is? And I'm finding myself accepting the outcome and that being a satisfying play experience for the most part, um, because, you know, um, uh, it avoids a lot of load times and it makes you have your actions have consequences and those dice rolls have consequences and you shouldn't win them all <laughs> and it's okay to not win them all. <laughs> Um, unfortunately I, uh, there's some that it's just uh you do need to to either win or restart be, and those are the ones that really cause the consternation <laughs> yeah and it was definitely a big reason why i started a completely new character uh went from i started off with a druid that was wisdom and uh focused on spell casting and the such and after playing for like 10, 12 hours and just seeing how this game is kind of set up and getting a good feel for it, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to enjoy playing something a little bit more face oriented, like a sorcerer that has high charisma. Uh, now you can go. Wisdom's good for insight checks, though. It is good for insight. Just doesn't help you actually to persuade or intimidate anybody mm-hmm. uh, once you've got some insight. It, once in a while, it helps you get through some situations. But so uh, and to its credit, Baldur's Gate does allow you to go and respec completely yeah. respect your character. So don't feel like, well, gosh, Phil, what if I, you know, start getting really deep into this? It's a beefy game and, and I, I don't want to start over it. Well, you don't have to. The only I thing you can't change to. is your race. Yeah. And looks. Yeah. So I just choose to, because I, I, I you know, for me personally, I'm playing uh, when I'm playing a different class and that's a completely different approach. I like that to be a different character. So that's a Philism. Plus I also wanted to approach the be- from the beginning approach the game differently because i was very very focused on the main quest and now i still you know i'm doing more side stuff and exploring and and getting more out of that so i was trying to rush it for review let's put it that way that does not work very well especially when you have low diplomacy <laughs> so i'm sorry the review is going to be a while because i'm now taking the time to do it the way it wants to be played Mm. but it's so good like the writing is so phenomenal i don't mind restarting um i i will say like i've said this so many times when it comes to rpgs i've played so many rpgs you spend all of this money on graphics and combat systems and all this stuff but your writing stinks it just blows my mind there's lots of good writers out there uh, that you could hire or at the very least like they did with the witcher you know, pay for some rights to get a universe that's already established um, and then write from there that's already got good stories and plots written out. You just need to flesh it out for a video game. We saw that even with, you know, Pathfinder and uh, the Pathfinder games. Those aren't the most mind-blowingly well-written games in the world, but they're fairly good. And a big part of that is it's based on adventure paths uh, and the world made by Paizo already. So they just had to to put some meat on that skeleton 
and it, it made for uh, a pretty fun adventure. But here they went all out. The writing is so good. I love listening to everybody talk. I I never wanted to. I I've never been super excited about uh, Faerun as a setting because it is as generic of a fancy setting as you can get. Back when it first came back out in like 1912, it was exciting because it was brand new. But um, but here we are in. 2023 and it's, i always you know, think feels, of Faerun as oh it's the baldur's gate setting where the it's the baldur's gate se- like i don't yeah. care about it as a setting in of itself i care about the good writing that's been done in that setting you know and, and yeah and the settings itself yeah the setting itself is very boring druids are druids you know all this jazz but here the druid grove is legitimate i want to hear them talk some more well i'd like to see the struggle within the grove they're just so well written when i was dealing with the with the various npcs and the leaders there mm-hmm you know, I'm hanging on every every word. I mean, settings just, are just settings. It's it's up to the DM to make a good story. Yeah, but I mean, it's the writing. It's like there's nothing super special about this this Druid Grove, but it's just that the writing is so compelling, and 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 the, the just their wording, their dialogue. It's just so well done. Like when I first met, you know, Asterion or Gale, especially Gale. Holy cow, that guy's got a silver tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know what his charisma score is, but just based on how well he speaks, I'm thinking he's like a 20 and a half. No, like, but yeah. He's, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just say like he's really, really well spoken and a clever fellow and stuff. So it's just really, really good. It's just really, really good writing. Just really enjoying that side of it. And I haven't gotten that far into the, the plot itself. I'm just the interactions with the NPCs, the world, even like the goblins, like when you're interacting with the goblins and stuff like that, it's just – they're delivering kind of the same messages you would see in most games, but it's just the delivery itself is phenomenal. I This is like one of the few times I don't just want to hit the space bar, you know, and just skip past and just read it real quick and get the gist and let's move on. I actually sit there and listen to the voice. Act, and, and it's coupled with really great voice acting. Uh, so I just sit there and listen and I just enjoy it. And I don't do that very often. Yeah. I mean, how many times are you playing like World of Warcraft and it's like question, you just hit next, skip, next, yeah. no, skip. No, 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 yeah. Well, WoW doesn't have voiced cutscenes or voiced Even, quest text, so. Um, yeah, but they do on some. Like, they've they gotten better. They've got some some voice acting, which does help a lot, but it's still not anything. Like, half the time, it's still like skip, skip. Okay, I've got the gist. Let's go. But here, I don't want to skip anything. Usually my first time through an expansion on a new character, I will uh, try to read all the quest text and then alts. Um, I tend to skip. It, it's so good here. I can see myself doing, uh, you know, maybe a second playthrough with a different character at some point And just I'll probably listen, you know, again. It's just so good. Maybe after I've let it sit for a year or so, but it's just so good. So good. Um. What else? The 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 combat's been pretty good so far. It's fifth edition, but it's been Larian studioed up, right? So you do have some elemental reactions you see, like in Divinity. Positioning is really important. They've added a lot to like push is a big one. You can push somebody over the cliff and they will fall and plummet and take a bunch of damage if they're up really high. It's definitely added some power to marshals, which needed it um, in fifth edition. Marshals don't do that great um, here. They've marshals. Got a little more oomph. Yeah. Are you using Pathfinder terms? So. Yeah, like your your melee characters and the such <laughs> don't do super great, generally speaking, uh, unless this computer's playing them. Because holy cow, freaking it's uh, fourth level, and I got some fifth level 
enemy captain who's got his extra action surges and stuff, his second attack, his action surge just comes up, uses two attacks, usually has some extra boss mechanic behind it, like making you fly away 20 feet when he hits you and then using an action surge and getting a third, third attack. But later on, the, the spellcasters really do kind of outshine them. And I think that's one of the reasons why they limit the level here to 12 so it doesn't get too crazy. But uh, lots of mechanics, lots of altitude. Uh, tactics are really important. Surprise rounds, if you can get them, are really important in the tougher fights. Uh, you, you will be. They, I've heard that Divinity uh, Original Sin 2, 1, 2, one of them has really tough combat. I'm playing on balanced. And again, depending on what we're talking about there are some fights that are really really tough in here but i say what we're talking about because a lot of times you can't just talk your way past them or sneak your way past them if you're very very careful and i do mean very careful and helps to have good modifiers or save scum a lot but i highly recommend if you like to be the person to talk your way through problems or stealth your way through problems you build your character for it and don't plan don't don't build like some super barbarian that does a ton of damage and say no i'll just save scum past those um, those uh, those times where I need to talk, and uh, I'll just use that kind of approach because the the loading to Chris's point, even on South State Drive, takes a hot minute or three. This game lets you hot save or quick save in the middle of a conversation. Did you know that, Chris? No. Yeah, you can literally have the options up on the screen. They've had a ten minute conversation with you, and like now, pick one of these. You can hit F five right there. And quick oh, save. I should be doing that. Yeah, that would totally save me some time for the conversations that I really want to go a certain way. Exactly. 112%. What I tend to do instead is quick save before those conversations and then run through it a couple different ways, not trying to be perfect um, and just be like, what if I approach this aggressively or calmly and then be like, all right, aggressive. Yeah. Rather than trying to be like, if I do aggressive here and then calm here and then like every combo doesn't seem to matter. It's just kind of like a general. No. Good kitty. <laughs> She's attacking a die. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, fun fact. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, um, he, him yelling at his cat made me remember I forgot to tell a story concerning Diablo, but go, go ahead. Uh, fun fact. Barbarian who's enraged with enraged throw is very fun. She just chucks other goblins at this goblin and they just knock each other out. That's actually really funny. It, oh, you get is- an achievement for that, for throwing people at other people. I, I just read that this morning. I have to try it. There is such an open design. Like any particular quest or problem could literally like just be approached from so many different directions. Uh, it, you can sneak, like I said, you can kind of sneak past a lot of things. Uh, you can you can attack, of course. You can just do the straight front attacks. You can talk your way through things. You can get very creative. You can play evil. You can play good. You can play something in between. Um, it really, really is phenomenal just how many different ways you can approach things. And I'm sure that a lot of these have even bigger consequences down the road as well. Uh, and it certainly takes away a lot of the excuses I've heard from developers in the past that they can't you know, make a really deep role-playing game with choices and consequences like this and different approaches. Oh, I am hovering over the purchase for myself button right now. Do it. Do it, which it, do it for this reason, Kelly, because that would be a segue into something that was happening big in the game news over the last you know couple of weeks or so. It was brought to my attention this week. I think this actually started three weeks ago, but it's been ongoing. So somebody on Twitter, I forget who it was, had tweeted 
that uh, that they, they, you know, based on the early access, they knew Baldur's Gate was going to be great, but people should not expect role-playing games with this much depth in the future because this is an outlier. <laughs> they have the perfect combination of experience with that Divinity team and funds and all this other No one jazz. else can replicate this ever. No one else can replicate inhumanity. this. Lightning in a bottle. Don't expect this in the future. Don't set your sights that high. Yeah, I, I was looking into this kind of drama and I mean, the dude has a point, but then when people started comparing studios like Larian is a 400 person studio compared to say a Blizzard, which is a 4,000 person studio and EA, which I think is what a thousand I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm quoting You start to wonder, is the problem not these situational things that the 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 big studios keep listing is like, we can't do things like this because blah 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 maybe the problem is the business models of these studios and no, the companies no, that own exactly, them yeah that's exactly the problem they, they rush out games without mm-hmm. properly testing them um they're chasing more microtransaction bs than actual you know quality uh, gameplay it's very I, I, let me let me tell you what the problem is very simply the companies are public. Period. That's it. Yeah. If the company's public, it's forced to do this crap, and they can't escape chasing profit. You made a mistake selling or becoming a public company. And yes, maybe that was the only way your company could survive, but that's why you can't make good games now. Done. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, and here's, here's their thing, like, I'm happy that this game has such great voice acting and great graphics, but I would be I would be okay if those were taken down a few notches and they skimped in those areas, and I would still think this is a very very awesome game and probably my game of the year regardless. Um, even with those compromises, I wouldn't want to compromise the writing. There is a degree really of graphical shines, appeal but. that keeps it from being acceptable for a lot of people to purchase. I believe. Like if it didn't look like it was a a part of this console generation, I think you would have issues getting the sales penetration that you're getting. It's above like, holy cow. I think it's just, I think it's just so far above even like, I don't know. Gosh, it just seems so far above anything else in its weight class in terms of just like what other turn-based role-playing game would even come freaking close to this. I mean, have you played all of them? There's a lot of indie ones. Like that come close to this level of graphic fidelity and no, uh, an RPG. But I'm saying that graphics matter. I'm saying oh, yeah, they yeah, do I'm matter. Not saying they don't matter. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, hey, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like the. I. I. I personally like the fact that they have found a way to make all these races look so compelling and so good. I, I love it. I'm just simply saying that if there was a compromise there with a smaller team, I would still super adore uh, what they've what you know what they've accomplished with compromises in those areas. Um, and I think it would still be super great. So to hear the excuses of we can't make games that deep, you know, I just, no, it, it doesn't. I it also doesn't think that true. this conversation is just ill-suited to Twitter because any of the subtleties that actually go into why a studio can't or do this or whatnot, you can't do in a tweet thread. <laughs> I'm not no, going to get through uh, all that. <laughs> and like I said, I was going to bring this up on the show and then read through the guy's t- tweet and was like, yeah, you know, he's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, he, and he, he makes a valid point, so I was going to drop it, but then Phil brought it up. And, and it's like, no, that, that 
I I see what's going on there, and yeah, I I feel like certain companies like the Bethesdas and the Blizzards need to be held to a higher standard. And it seemed like the guy that was making the tweet was more talking about indie studios that yeah. are expected to be held to that standard. Yeah, but then the people from Blizzard and EA and Ubisoft started piling that on and agreed. And it's like, wait yeah. a second, yes. wait a second. You guys don't get to make these compa- <laughs> It's like, no. No. Like, you have the resources, the problem is your business practices, and I get that you're not in charge of those, but you work there, and you are limited by your choice to work there instead of a place where you can make a good game. And I I know that sucks, but you can't just hop on this thread. (laughs) That was the the awkward thing. Like, I get the argument he's making as far as, like, this is a lot of money, a lot of risk that some companies took on this much risk. And it doesn't pan out. They don't get the big sales that Larry's getting that all right the time. now. <laughs> you know, then maybe that would be a problem. I kind of get the argument a little bit, but when you had those big EAs and blizzards jumping in, you're like, what? <laughs> what are those companies for if not to make the big risks? And apparently, yeah. um, no, it's to make the big dollar. And that's what we gotta deal with. The the thing <sighs> I wonder about is what about the the middle tier, like the CD project reds? So here's my question. Is Larian and CD Projekt, are they AA studios or AAA studios? Because I keep hearing them both called different things, depending on who it is, who's who's labeling them. And I guess we don't have clear definitions of those things. I think they're both AA studios. And I I guess um, I would really make them very equal. And um, Okay, gotcha. In my mind. And so I think Cyberpunk... 2077 could have been a Baldur's Gate 3 if they had done a good job, and they didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and think what, there's your, I like, am- if it doesn't work out, you get Cyberpunk. And if it does work out, you get Baldur's Gate. There you go. <laughs> Weren't they in development for some pretty similar lengths of time, though? I, I'm not going to attest to that. I, I, It feels like it, but I don't know. Betcha Cyberpunk was longer. <laughs> no, no, I mean, f- fair enough. But I, I am in agreement. I think a lot of the bigger companies need need to be held to a higher standard. And this, oh, we'll just crap it out and fix it later. Stuff it's like needs no, to we're big die. now. We have to we have to turn money faster. We can't take those risks. Like okay, yep, all right. How much money is and, enough and money? Mean, yep. This is mean, the whole thing. Like ju- people talk about the the writer strike, and you know we got to get this stuff going, otherwise we're not going to be able to make more TV content because it's just not going to be there, and the money's not going to be there, and the business isn't going to work. I'm like, okay, good. Maybe we don't need so much TV content. <laughs> like whatever, who cares? We'll do and, something and I mean, else. Talking, talking about the higher standard, look at final fantasy 16 and how they said that you know they're probably not going to have any dlc and they've released it feature complete and tried to delay it so that they could uh fix bugs and stuff and wow what a far departure from 15 several years ago Mm -hmm. that had the opposite problem yeah i i don't have to tell you i don't understand how square enix can have like Teams that seem to do design in a good way and teams that do design in the money chasing way at the same time. And they're both allowed to do what they want and pursue their goals. And they have drastically different outcomes. And yet they continue doing each. It's like, I I don't understand it. (laughs) Screenix makes no sense to me. I can't analyze it. (laughs) 
Well, may, maybe now that 15 is a success, they'll listen more to the studio that kind of... No, I bet you they won't. They will do the same thing they've been doing, is what I uh-huh. expect to have happen, honestly. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, I would just think that, you know, you listen to the studio that had the successful thing, but... Yeah, and that studio you know, can try it again. And if they fail, and, then you know, they get dismantled and a different studio has to try doing it a different way. I mean, as we say, square's gonna square. <laughs> square's gonna square. That just means release a lot of copies of Final Fantasy 1, right? Yay, more 1! Woo! I mean, I'm I'm all for them putting making older games available for other systems. I just wish that they would do it for more popular games like Chrono Trigger. Hmm. Where's my pixel remaster of Chrono Trigger? Right. Uh, they uh, mm, H- yeah. HD. Oh, two D HD Chrono Trigger. Oh, gosh. oh. that would be made of win and awesome. But I'm not going to hold my breath. So. Yeah, but so far, early impression. I'm with Chris uh, in terms of like, okay, I, I, I feel like I've just barely scratched the surface, even though I've been playing this as much as possible over the last week. I, I think Steam says I have 30 hours in it so far, but I'm still in chapter one, partially because of the restart and partially because I reload a lot and, you know, partially because I'm taking my time with it. 30 hours, just I, I could definitely see this taking me a long time to get through, uh, but I'm with Chris right now. It's 100%. I Every time I leave, I can't wait to go back. Uh, we'll see if that, you know, if that's the new shiny smell thing or if that, you know, lasts through the entire thing. Definitely going to see. Um, very impressive so, so, so far. So my uh, cat story for Diablo 4, I forgot to tell this. I told it pre-stream, Ooh. but Phil didn't hear it. Yeah. Um, I had to, re- Chris, I had to repurpose the Ami bucket. Why? Do you remember the Ami? I remember because- the Ami bucket. Um, the Ami bucket, for those that don't know, was a bucket that I used to contain all of my Amiibos for um, when we was playing uh, Breath of the Wild back in 2017. Um, so you have to I, scan them all every said, day, so you need them with you, so you need a bucket. Yeah. I, I later found out that you can buy uh, itty-bitty cards on Amazon for like a fraction of the price of Amiibos, so, and you can just put them in your little switch bag so i bought that but that's besides the point the me bucket had been since retired but as it has now found a new life as covering my power switch because last night was the second time frankie my cat has stepped on my power strip while oh. i was in the middle of playing something oh <laughs> good kitty um luckily it was diablo 4 so you know that game just kind of saves your progress as you go although i'm not sure if i I wasn't sure if i was going to log back in and end up dead um but yeah i was i was trying to finish up some leveling in the middle of the night or right before i went to bed and it's like i just have a sliver that i need to level before i get to 48 so let's go fight see if we can't find an event and then my tv goes off and i'm like frank really (laughs) really you're done mommy you're done Time yeah, for he, bed. he was pretty. Bu- he was pretty much saying it's it's bedtime. You should really go to sleep. <laughs> Shut up, Morgana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes you, Morgana. 
See, uh, you say that, and yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't the tuxedo cat that was doing that mm-hmm. because she's like that. But no, it was the orange cat. He wasn't being concerned for my health. He was being orange. <laughs> you know, joke, joke being orange cats have mm-hmm. one brain cell. Mm-hmm. And they share it cosmically. And and they and it was not his day with the brain cell yesterday. But yeah, so I had to put the amiga bucket over the power strip. I figured you would appreciate that story because you laugh at me whenever my cats break things. Oh, yeah. I love when I'm on a call with you and your cats just break something. I cheer for them. Just like you cheered um, for my cat oh. earlier. <laughs> Harassing my Yeah, dice. well, that was revenge. <laughs> but, but also, my uh, mom's cat passed away this Aww. week. So mine are, mine are in that phase where they're getting away with murder because I don't want to yell at them because I'm still a little grieving a little bit. So no, they've I'm just sorry. been getting into stuff. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It, it was just kind of a freak thing. I don't want to get into it too much. But I, I go through this through this phase for about a month where my cats, like, I'm just letting them get into plates and climb up whatever and knock over whatever because I just can't yell at them because I'm just so happy that they're around mm. and they know this and they take full advantage of this. Look, cats are a little extortionists, but I I love them very dearly. And contortionists. Yes, extortionists, contortionists. I I want to be part of that cuddle puddle picture. Cantankerous. They're the best house pet. Mm -hmm. All right. So, shall we get into feedback? Yeah, we only had one feedback question. Wait, wait, I'm still, still playing. So oh. got, you don't think this was all oh, I played, sorry. did you? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, well, yeah, what else would you play? What else would I play? WWE 2K22. What? Well, sometimes <laughs> Why? I break from the computer chair. What, are you making your D&D characters and have them get into wrestling matches? There you go. Now you're getting it. Okay. Now you're getting it. So... <laughs> What's the like, DC check on a suplex? Oh, <laughs> uh, that one's easy. That's For wrestlers, that's a 10 or a 5. Yeah, 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 that one's easy. You can do that. Well, I thought it was kind of fun to bring up because Wrestling Quest is going to be coming out soon. So it's a good time to bring up this uh, this this combo. Plus, I, I just got back into it. So, yeah, I, I like WD wrestling, but I usually do it in sports, as uh, spurts. Uh, both watching the TV and playing the video games. The video games are pretty hit or miss. You got to always read the reviews on them because the companies that make them just, you know, sometimes will just come out with some really crummy products. So your your mileage is going to vary. You got to read the reviews. But when they're good, they're really good. Uh, and so I like playing through the wrestler stories or creating your own character. And, and there's a mode for that. But I haven't been into it in, for like seven or eight years uh, where I had subscribed to WWE Network for a couple of years. I was watching all the WrestleManias back then and playing the various video games and stuff. And I just eyeballed the news here and there. I saw the game reviews were pretty bad for 2K20. 2K, WWE 2K20 was so horrible, so bad, and so buggy. Not only did it get turned into a bunch of memes and made fun all over the internet, it was actually more entertaining just to watch the bugs happen. Um, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was just like one of those going to watch car races just to see them get into accidents. People would watch streams of it just to see the mess. And uh, it was so bad that they did not come out with the 2K21. They skipped that year. Thank, thank the thank the high heaven wrestlers that they did because 2K22 is really really good. I didn't know that. I, I stopped paying attention until like this year, and I just got a hair at my butt uh, before Baldur's Gate came out. Looked at some reviews, and 2K22 reviewed really well, uh, as well as its follow up to 
2K23, and they were on sale. So I went and bought them. They came in the mail for my PlayStation 5. And it's kind of like a good couch game to play. And I spend a lot of time uh, when I'm talking to people. I I run tabletop gaming, and we'll talk for an hour or so after uh, the session. And I really can't play Baldur's Gate when I'm talking in a conversation with somebody. There's Mm -hmm. just too much going on Baldur's Gate. But I can play wrestling uh and they've just done a really really good job here more so than any of the prior games they've really captured the speed and the feeling of wrestling they've they've turned uh they they've turned a lot of it into like a combo system that feels really good uh in the past reversals could be irritating here they feel better balanced reversals are a big part of wrestling that's how you turn the tides but in prior games you could spam them and it would just become very, and the computer would spam them. It became so irritating that what they did in later games was they actually put a slider to turn down how often the AI reverses on you, but it's a huge part in being able to win a match. So you're essentially turning down the difficulty. Um, But in this edition, they really feels like that they've got it in a much, much better spot. I've not felt the need to even look to see if there's an AI option. The, the speed is there. I start, I may, I started off making my own character, uh, Philemon, and he's in the there's there's two main storylines you can go through with the creative character, male and female. So I did male first, men's division, and it has some really good stories there. And as you go through, it's almost a little bit like an RPG because you'll gain experience points, you'll uh, be able to spend those points to increase your various attributes, and then you know work your way up through the ranks. Um, and and I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, like I said, they improved a lot of the systems in it. You can kind of see it there on the video if you're watching the live stream. It's just very, very smooth. It doesn't feel like the old days where it felt kind of stiff and clunky at times. Um, it, and it just really flows well. The controls are a little complicated, but once you get used to them, you can kind of see here. It almost it looks even more like a real wrestling match. It does. It, it just flows so well from one move to another. Um, you just buttery smooth transition, no matter what kind of combinations you're pulling. If you're going from a light hit to a heavy hit to a grapple to then put them up on the ropes and then flip them down from there. It just, it doesn't feel nearly as janky. There's just some jank. Don't get me wrong, but it's not nearly as bad as before. Uh, it is very smooth. The, then I went, what really impressed me was I went to play the women's division after playing the men's division for a while. And I created a cruiserweight for this one because you get to pick which weight class. I picked cruiserweight. And, you know, whereas my guy, when he would go up on the turnbuckles, he would kind of get up to the, he would step up to the second turnbuckle, then up to the third one. He's a little on the slow side. Cruiserweight ladies, she would run up to the turnbuckle and literally just from the ground, jump up to the top turnbuckle, do a quick hop to turn around and then do a double moon, uh, moon salt, a double spinning moon salt in the air to land on her opponent. And it reminded me of some of the best matches on like the NXT women's division stuff, super fast, super high flying, super exciting, high energy. And they really capture that well in the video game. And I found myself enjoying playing, uh, that cruiserweight, uh, than my heavier guys, which is saying something. Uh, it just they did such a great, great job. Mm-hmm. So really, really enjoying it. As you can kind of see in the graphics there, they've got obviously with the power of the PlayStation 4 and 5, they've, they've got the crowds look better. The commentary feels more varied. It, it kind of repeats itself in the older ones when they're uh, if you go really old, there's no commentary at all. I go PS2, but in the PS3, they would repeat themselves a lot here. It really feels like you're watching a show uh, and they've just done a really, really you know, good job of catching that. And some of the storylines are really fun. They feel like they're lifted right from the TV show. I understand that they actually got the writers to help out with, with some of those, with some of those, it's still a lot of it's cookie cutter, you know, that's still wrestling. You're going to have some of the same types of storylines pop up again. Uh, if you watched a ton of it or played a ton of it, that's, that's inevitable. 
but uh, but there's some there's some fun surprises and twists in there. So been having a lot of fun with that. I, I appreciate that the PS5 can render the sparklies on that girl's spandex. Right? It's 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 like she <laughs> that that one lady who was just in there, the black and the green is one that I discover. I play random wrestler sometimes when I'm just talking to people on the phone. I'll I'll just hit random wrestler and just see what it gives me. And I got her and I'm like, holy cow, you're right. Like they did a spandex really well. And she looks like actually like a superhero. Uh I thought they did really good on that. I looked her up online and she doesn't look as good as the video game made her look. So yeah, they did a really good job on this. They've got the physics really good. You can see the streamers, the long hair is better. It's not it's 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 you know, it's not gonna like take out Horizon Zero Dawn in terms of that quality, but uh, but it's it's it now looks a lot more realistic. And I love like long hair and streamers on your cruiser weights. Uh just it gives more gives more of a sense of motion. And it they just did a better job here. But yeah, you're not going to win any awards for voice acting. And if you look at them really close, like during some of the cutscenes, they some of them look like some of the models aren't as good as others, and they look like plastic Ken dolls and the such still. So um, they still got some work to do, but it's it's definitely getting better. Yeah, so, say, saying them Chuck Hulk Hogan across the rim, and it just looked like they were throwing a mannequin was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Some of it is just a, a little off still, but but holy cow, they, they've done a lot better. And yet, this would be a game that I would spend at least an hour in the character creator. Oh, more. So the character creator, when I was creating my custom wrestler, it puts Divinity Original Sin to shame in just terms of, I mean, Divinity Original Sin, Baldur's Gate 3 in shame in terms of its sheer options. You have sliders for everything, so much detail, all your clothing. There is just options upon options. And that could have been uh, streamlined a bit. It's a bit clunky as well. Uh, it feels like that they took some design decisions uh, from that creator wrestler from the previous that they probably should have revamped for the year 2023. And it doesn't feel like it's very well optimized. It seems to take a while to load. Uh, and, and as you're switching between different parts uh, and different outfits, it'll take a while to load sometimes. But there are a ton of options. As long as you're willing to put in the time, you can really create the wrestler you know, of your dreams, and you could pick from a lot of the entrances, uh, all the entrances that are in the game. They have over, like, I feel like it's at least 100 wrestlers in there. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's close if it's not 100. And you can take just about any of their entrances, any of their movesets, any of the way they walk to the ring, they introduce themselves, the the way they, they do the celebration at the end. You pick your, fa- your favorite wrestler, and they'll just copy it. Um, or you can you can get into fine details. Oh, yeah, where he's giving the back rub to R-Truth, and he's trying to – that's a funny storyline here. It's one of the early storylines. He's just trying to to get his guard down so he could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Was that a pin anywhere belt? Yeah, it's yeah. the 24-7 belt. The 24-7 belt? So, belt? Yeah. The 24-7 belt, and R-Truth's getting his back massage, mm-hmm. and your wrestler that you created just waves off the position. Just mouths. Yeah. I got this. I got this. And yeah. yeah, don't worry. I'm gonna take care of Pumpkin here. Pretty good. So okay. Uh, all right. Couple things. Uh, questions I have. Number one thing that came to me while watching this. Wrestling's fake, Phil. Right. So right. I, I've heard it, that. Why don't they ever just have female versus male storylines where the women are just as powerful as the men? 
Right, because you've got this. You know, it, it's hard for. I think that that's a that's Vince McMahon because okay. he he also r- keeps writing the cruiserweights to where they keep losing to the heavyweights yeah. and the such. Yeah, and this this ticks off the fans. There was a huge thing when I was watching wrestling eight years ago, nine years ago. They were pushing Roman Reigns, who is a heavyweight and he's very impressive looking, but he had no real good in ring wrestling skills. And then you have Daniel Bryan, who probably gives up at least seventy five pounds to him, but is super excellent, super energetic, super kinetic, and and had won the fans over and they were riding in Roman Reigns to win and as soon as he would won like Survivor Series like you can tell they're pushing him in that direction he's the number one contender people would keep booing him even though he's a he was at the time supposed to be a baby face people kept booing him because Vince McMahon can't get it through his head like we all know it's fake I mean he know, you know we all know mm-hmm. it's fake you can write the smaller guys to win and it's the same thing with the ladies right you could absolutely write it this way and tell a good story and we will all enjoy it and have a great time and cheer that david's luke goliath it's so a good Zuna story to tell. in the chat says they don't do male versus female due to sponsors i guess male uh, and female domestic violence issues maybe uh, i don't know uh, I, I don't I could, know that, fe- that seems like a sexist know, yeah. view of domestic violence at this point like yeah. but also yeah i also see it like it's still probably the most common form of domestic violence. So maybe there's a point I don't, but yeah, sorry. Well, so get this, get this. I was watching the old NXT, the first one, the first seasons where Daniel Bryan first showed up uh, in WWE. And later on um, when he, he, he gets disqualified pretty early from the show. So he shows up on Monday night raw and he gets into a fight with Miz, who was against him and stuff. And at one point, and the, one of the commentators, and at one point, he takes like something like a cord from a phone and wraps it around the commentator's head. Oof. Now, he's not really choking him, yeah, right? It's all right. an act. Yeah. But from what I understand, just that visual was enough for them to get some pushback from sponsors because they let Daniel Bryan go right after that. And later on, it was found out that they apologized to him, but they had sponsor issues. Huh. So. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know how true that is. That's on Wikipedia. So it's not exactly, you know, but that's what I had read. I said, huh, that was interesting. I just I feel like wrestling has this opportunity to just there's no reason because it's fake that they couldn't go completely anime with storylines. And indeed, they have in the past with like The Undertaker. They go straight supernatural, right? Right. Supernatural. (laughs) Absolutely. One hundred and twelve percent. They go full comedy at times. They go full supernatural at times. You're you're 112, you know, 112. And they are literally supposed to be like the personification of superheroes in the ring. Right. I mean, some of them literally take on superhero gimmicks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm 100 percent with you. Yeah. Just go tell a good story. Have it be entertaining. It doesn't have to be based in reality because it's not real. And we know. All right. Anyway. So what year did 2022 come out this year or last year? It was probably last year because I've also got 23. Oh, okay. I bought them both at the same time. Why? They're on sale and I can never have enough wrestling. They both reviewed well. Wouldn't, isn't it different stories? Isn't it just iterative versus the previous one? So wouldn't you just want the latest? No, two different, uh, more stories, more wrestlers to unlock. They will have different, they will, they will share a lot of wrestlers, but they'll also have like different old school wrestlers. You can unlock at 22 versus 23. I know that they're not always better because 2k20 existed right 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 but 20 (laughs) to your point but you are correct in this particular instance 23 is an iterative improvement on 22 it does seem to have in certain websites i don't know what the metacritic says but in certain websites has a lower score simply because they felt disappointed that it didn't do enough it didn't do more yeah but for those of us who but if you don't have the one 
may as well get the latest. Might as well get the latest. Or, yeah, or, yeah. I don't know. Like, unless you're missing out. If that story mode is really good, then sure, you know. 22, 22 is Rey Mysterio. So if okay. you really love Rey Mysterio, yeah. uh, that might be a reason to pick 22 over 23. Uh, 23 is the losses of John Cena. So you go through those historic losses that he I don't has. Want to. You don't play John Cena. You play everybody who beats the crap out of him. I, what? So no. what? Yeah, I don't want to do either of these from that. So you don't want to beat that. I just want to do my that. career and like yeah, my career massage. Awesome. Do, you know, impersonate the masseuse. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can you can do that, and there's no reason to to, to buy both. Aside from the fact they do they would have slightly. Uh, they would have different my career storylines, but the storylines aren't. Are there it's wrestlers like that aren't yeah. in one that are in the other? Like, right? Are they missing back catalog guys that have been cut out because yeah. we're yeah, because well. they'll have like some additional wrestlers in twenty three that weren't in twenty two, but some got dropped from twenty. I'm you know, still disappointed. Hogan's still in the game personally, but whatever. I guess that <laughs> ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, and they'll have some unlockable. They have unlockable wrestlers that you play. You earn when you play the, the uh, some of the modes. You'll get coins that you can use to unlock some of like big boss man and some of the other veteran wrestlers okay he's got a good selection of the old ones i i think i saw around 20 old ones can i can get unlock. ted dibiase versus under old undertaker is that a thing i, I could do i want to say ted dibiase was on the list i like ted right. dibiase and undertaker absolutely they always have undertaker honestly at this point i can't yeah. keep up with all the wrestlers that have been canceled for good reason so yeah, <laughs> my apologies if I'm not current on who we should be. Um, no, I love forgetting. I love Ted, I love, uh, I love Ted DiBiase. I just had found out when I was watching uh, eight years ago that there's a Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A thing. I don't even th- the whenever they do like a successor, like a kid or whatever, and, and you read into it, like obviously they're not actually related, right. and it's like, right. oh, okay. But is that <laughs> what is are that we any doing? Worse, is that any better or worse than Kane? He's the Undertaker's brother. Is really? he? I don't know what is the current he? story beats are around Kane. <laughs> it seems yeah. like they've changed He's, that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. he literal hell spawn at some point? I don't uh, know. You, just, you can't keep up with the guy. You can't keep up. He's just I, basically. I just, just miss Paul Bearer. <laughs> Right. He's just basically substandard Undertaker when Undertaker needs a vacation. That's yeah. the way I look at it. I like Hay, but yeah. I, the one successor thing I do like is Charlotte Flair. I think that oh, yeah. that's done pretty well from what yeah, little I've she, seen. It's been a couple of years real, since I watched any, but yeah. And you can tell like she is really his blood, right? Like they're clearly. Oh, are they related? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they I, actually yeah. are. All right. Well, that's why I like it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's really good. And she does the figure four like yeah. like he does and mm-hmm. stuff. And a move that has not aged well because it just doesn't look that impressive compared no. to new moves. <laughs> she she does harass. But I will say she does earn her credit in the ring for the matches I watched eight years ago. She was doing a lot of those high fly moves and carrying some really good matches. Mm. So she's definitely earned her her respect with the audience. Unlike so, Certain okay. other wrestlers to just get a push. So I don't have a lot of time to play games like this. Can I make all the wrestlers beat each other up and I don't have to touch the controller? There, Can I just a, make it be a simulator? Yeah, in the WWE mode, like there is a there is a show mode, not the my my careers like or there's my story or whatever it's called, and that's where you create a wrestler that doesn't get simulated. Right. But there is also another mode where you could take a wrestler and work his way up through the ranks by fighting every week till your ratings get better. Blah, blah, blah. All that can be simulated. Well, can I just set up a match of this person versus this person, both computer controlled? I don't know. 
Oh, oh okay. I haven't tried that. All right. well. That's a good question. In the one-on-one, like the the other modes where you can just do a quick exhibition match, that's a good question because I do see like I put the second person on uh, CPU all the time. I haven't tried putting them both on CPU. I wonder if I get coins for that. That'd be funny if I could do that and just make coins and just watch them wrestle while I'm talking to what people What are coins the for? That's to use to un- unlock the uh, the legacy wrestlers. Oh, in different outfits. I have to unlock. Oh, yeah. in route fits. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's how you yeah, get for- a proper outfit for Randy Savage or something. Right. I mean, to be fair, like they, there's like 70 or whatever it is. The number is the vast majority, 70, 75, 80 percent of wrestlers are already unlocked straight from the beginning for exhibition mode. Um, the other 20, which look to be mostly legacy, if not all legacy, you know, people from 2010 and before. Um, and some of those are already open, but but there are some hidden ones and they make it clear who it is. And then you go to the shop and you're clearly buying Big Boss Mask, not Low Box or anything like that. You're buying you know, 1980 version of Hollywood Hogan, 1990 version of Hollywood Hogan. So, uh, Yuna says, uh, that, yeah, that, we can yeah, do the simulation. Sure so, yes. I, I, I should try. I, I'm going to try it next time I'm on the phone with somebody. I'm just killing some time on the TV. I'm going to totally do it and see if I get coins for it. You could throw people in the stage lights in this game. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so many things you could do. It's insane. It's Sorry, just, just switched have, off of the review video into some other videos of game footage from people like who know what they're doing the better. Car. Yeah, yeah this is much better. Oh, put them in the oh. car hood. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. little car hood action. It's all good. Now all I'm back good. in. All right. Back in. <laughs> all right. We should move on. This isn't an RPG. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> go ahead, Kelly. Oh, I'm seeing Hero Harmony saying that yeah, I, have, I have a friend who pitches characters he makes against each other, and I'm just thinking, well, you can have a lot of fun, fun with that, like put uh, a Captain America versus Superman. Well, I mean, there was the whole video game wrestling league for years and years, right? For, with one of the older versions of this game. And so uh, VGW, you guys don't video know. Video game wrestling league. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's what done, right? I don't know what that was. Oh, video game wrestling. I thought it was just. uh, Did I hallucinate an entire reality that doesn't exist? Oh, man. See, I was never big into watching. it. I just knew it was a thing on YouTube and it made me feel comfortable that this was a thing. Um, But all right. Uh, Video game wrestling league. And like it had a whole. You guys, nobody remembered. Did it get like taken down or something? That would that would also do it. All right. Was well, it peop- was it people making custom characters like ridiculous ones? Yeah, it was like one guy in charge of it. Um, and he, uh, yeah, they used to do an AI wrestling salty bet clone. <laughs> I think mm. more sort of. Uh, yeah. So like it was uh they the person in charge of it like they put these matches on and they'd have storylines like literal storylines in there. Um, and <laughs> like with like Wario and other things, they'd make a bunch of custom characters and their ongoing storylines and commentary from the YouTubes. And like they'd reincorporate things based on fan requests and stuff. And it was like a whole thing went on for years and I can't even find it on YouTube at this point. So like, I guess I don't, maybe I this only maybe. existed in my dreams or maybe I, it got dcma dmca'd uh, dmca'd I, who knows at this point but this was a thing i know this was a thing just like berenstain bears so i don't know uh <laughs> all right well whatever um since i can't find that anymore because nobody watched it uh, <laughs> iron frog says it was i've seen it all right that's two people who remember this 
Well, but then it ended, and um, obviously, I think it should come back with the new dream, with the new game. Excuse me, but uh, whatever. Somebody can write in and tell us about the video game wrestling league um, and how to actually find its episodes, since I can't find them on YouTube anymore. All right. Anyway, we should. How about feedback? Did we have feedback? <laughs> we had one feedback. Our question was, have you ever guessed a twist in a video game? Um, from Starbray X, a.k.a. Cassandra, who I had a backtrack this week, by the way. Um, I can't think of any instance I guessed in which I guessed the twist, but there were plenty of times when I saw smaller revelations coming a mile away. For instance, in Stella Glow, I guessed Hilda's seemingly evil action had a very important purpose. I was also able to easily guess what it was Gloria was hiding in Bravely Default 2. Yes, uh, we just talked about Bravely Default 2 this week. Oh, I'm backtrack. Yep. Um, it, it was funny because when we, I mean, we talked about Bravely Second literally like the week that Bravely Two came out, and kept for, forgetting that there was, uh, or kept interchanging the the names, calling calling it Bravely Default Two, and then did the opposite this time at least once. Cool. And also, I forgot how pretty that game was. All right. Mm. That's our feedback. Now it is time to get on with the news. Hey, great news if you're a Genshin Impact fan. 4.0 releases this week. Oh, but I thought everyone moved on to Honkai Star Rail. I don't know. I okay. played I don't know Genshin either. <laughs> Impact once. I was okay with it, but never had time to play it. Um, this time around... You're going to a place called Fontaine, and it will be the player's first underwater adventure. Um, you won't have to worry about running out of oxygen, but you will have an aquatic stamina meter. Um, there's so also oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it's more like a dash. Okay. Um, you've also got three new playable characters, all siblings that come from this area, um, and other goodies, I imagine. When does this come out specifically? Does the article say? Uh, August 16th. So I don't know who is going to be excited about this. I don't know. If you play Genshin, you care. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be new characters for you to spend thousands of dollars trying to get five ranks. I, I think one of our staff members put like 100 hours into Genshin, but I don't know if he still works here. Mm. But yes, you can be excited about that. Wasn't me. All right. Next up, we've got Passageway of the Ancients. It's a fantasy title inspired by classic 1980s and 90s CRPGs. So here you go, Phil, another CRPG title. The game's planned to release on Steam early next year. And uh, it's just been announced. We got a little trailer for it on the site. Um, it is. Uh, it does not have modern graphics. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> can't do it. You can't? No, I expect everything to look like Baldur's Gate. Oh, now. see that now After that's that that's unfair to the indies. Yeah. That is unfair if you want it all I, to look like Baldur's Gate. Come them on. All to do that. Come yeah. on. Alright. Well Yeah. I thought as a classic CRPG fan that you would have the opposite opinion that they only looked good if they looked bad. Right. They only look good if they look bad. <laughs> Um, it, it just kind of, it just kind of depends, uh, you know, for, for, for me, I, 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 I don't need the highest end graphics and stuff like that. I, I, 
I do feel like with some of these games, and I don't get the impression of this game, but yeah, but some of these games, they just do like pixel graphics just to be really, really cheap on the graphics and they don't even look good. It's not like they got a good pixel artist. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's not this I game. Just, this game looks yeah. like they did all right. But. This game looks like, yeah, this one is not going for the pixel art thingy. It's more like a an early, like, not PlayStation One exactly. It's PlayStation a, it's Two. Not, it's PC. This is a PC. I know, but like that era thing. Like yeah, that, that era, right? Yeah. Like the the uh, the, the mid two thousand, like two thousand five, two thousand seven type of look. So that could be interesting. We'll see. As long as the gameplay is really good and the combat's really good, that's what's most important to me on a lot of these. I mean, you don't even. I love the Baldur's Gate writing, but I'm okay with the subpar writing if the combat is really fun. Mm-hmm. That so it's take a, it looks like you have story. a hidden dragon form too that you get to level up separately in this one. So there you go. And they have the yeah. um, Skyrim lockpick game. It looks like, which is unfortunate, but whatever. Why do people keep using that mechanic? Why, Chris? I don't know. What, where you have to turn up your speakers all the way to hear the click? Yes. Oh, can you actually hear the click? I never did it with that. Yeah. Yes, you can hear it. You oh, have to turn it up. I know. I must That's have. That's how you know. I was uh, doing lock picking on hard mode. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be hard mode. Oh well. Supp- supposedly, if you have a vibrating controller, you can also do it via that, where yeah. it'll vibrate just slightly. Um, but I didn't have. I played. Skyrim with all uh, I thought you just had to look to see if the lockpick vibrated and try and stop before it breaks and usually you wouldn't so you do another one and just remember where you were and try and get closer each time and I guess I did it the hard way (laughs) Uh, what's next Kelly Um, exciting news for Japan (laughs) Dragon Quest 10 online expansion has been revealed should we even cover this you know, sometimes I wonder if the reason why they don't bring it over here is because they don't want it to cut into their 14 subs. No, because... You don't think so? I don't think so, because it's okay to take away from your own profits for your own profits. Um, I guess. I, I mean, with the presumption that they get other people who aren't interested in 14, you know? Yeah. So it's okay if you lose some of your 14 people to your other game. And then get other people who have no interest in 14 to begin with. Right. Uh, that being said, the new expansion is called The Door to the Future and The Sleeping Girl. Though no other details have been released. And also with this the announcement, they are announcing that uh, the 3DS version and the Wii U version will be ending service on March 24th of next year. Um, the game's going to continue on PC, PS4, and Switch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, as we always have to say, no announcement regarding a Western release for either the online or single player game. I understand why not wanting to do the online. I do not understand not wanting to do the single player version. But I say that every time I, mm-hmm. this comes up. And yep, I everyone says that. Nobody understands why it's not out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All um, right. Next up, we have Cabernet, which is a vampire-themed visual novel and RPG hybrid from Party for Introverts. It is planned to release next year, um, but uh, they have uh, a limited-time demo available this week. Do you want to play as a vampire visual novel thing? No. The, the picture... Me. 
the the artwork of the girl suckling on the guy's arm kind of weirded me out mm-hmm. when I watched that trailer. I don't know if that was just a me thing. No, that's sure. It seemed a little gross. <laughs> but I'm sure one of our staff who likes vampires will probably play it. Is that an Anna game? I don't know. I know Anna. It it could she be. Likes she likes vampires. She likes ramp romance novels. She likes RPGs. She likes visual novels. We'll see. I I guess you'll have to show her. I will show her, um, and she might like that. Yeah. Um, we've got a new action RPG coming up called Deathbound. This is a soul souls like action RPG that's being planned to launch later next year. Launch next year. It is set in a world that mixes technology with medieval. Hmm. So steampunk. <laughs> Steam. That's a good way to go. Like it. Like there's ner- I mean, uh, you know, there's so many like action RPGs out there and stuff. It's 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 nice to see some in different settings. So that might be pretty cool. I like trying trying different art styles, but whether the gameplay is fun, I guess we'll find out. Um, you, you've got the new River City stuff happening, Chris. Yeah, uh, we have. What do we have? Uh, I lost my sheet. Hold on. Come back. All right. River C- Arc System Works has announced uh, the upcoming PC and console release of River City Rival Showdown, and it's going to have new content. The extra story scenario will show the events of the game from Ricky's viewpoint, which I don't know enough about it to know if that's a big deal or not. But <laughs> Once again, isn't your wife the, the River City fan? Yes, she would know, um, mostly because she did, you know, work on some of the River City stuff that Natsume was involved with, so. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got new Like a Dragon Gaiden news. Uh, It update, this update covers Kiryu's relationship with Akame, as well as introducing some more, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Dai Daidoji faction members? Yeah. That this, yeah close does enough. The article, <laughs> I was about to say, does the article elaborate on Akame? Um, I guess she's involved with the underground society and has her own intelligence network amongst the city's homeless. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that ties back to uh, Like a Dragon 7 where there was a lot of it, the story centered around the homeless population. Hmm in japan so yeah you can read more about that on the site and see some of the screenshots of the new characters cool uh t- tell me why i should care about the pokemon dlc because this, this is the first time they've said anything about it so i actually missed the direct this week so i didn't get to see it um but they you know they announced it in a previous direct but this week they talked more about it so we have they they had their pokemon presents it revealed a release date and more details for the DLC while the, and also talked about detective pikachu coming with some so, uh, uh plugging detective pikachu with some new media and also two more titles coming to switch online so wow we have two bits of uh, info on the DLC, because there's like two DLCs, right? So the Teal Mask will take players to the land of Kitakami as they join an outdoor study program run in partnership with Blueberry Academy. Uh, players who are supervised by Blueberry Academy teacher Briar as they journey across its abundantly natural areas, whose people live at the base of a mountain. So, yeah. Okay. So it'll have Pokemon that aren't in Scarlet and Violet. 
then more about the story you can read in the article. In the second part of the DLC, Indigo Dust, Indigo Dusk, excuse me, uh, that's coming out this winter. So the first one's September 13th. The second one is in the winter. It sees players visiting Blueberry Academy as an exchange student. A newly built school, it lies mostly underwater and has a giant terrarium with savanna, coastal, canyon, and polar biomes. It has its own BB League ranking system for Pokemon trainers with its own Elite Four. So there you go. Um, The first one is kind of an open world exploration thing with kind of, I would say, exploration elements. And the second one looks like it's more like Pokemon go around click more Pokemon beat the Elite Four again sort of thing. Uh, Legendary Mew and Mewtwo are now in the game, so you can go and uh, open up Scarlet and Violet and type in the code GETYOURMEW to the mystery gift menu and you will get um, legendary uh, Pokemon Mew and Mewtwo. And there's also to go do that. There's a special terror raid that uh, where you can catch a Mewtwo that holds the mightiest mark, whatever that is. And uh yeah. Okay. Um and then we also We've have a, Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep cutting you off. I thought you I could pause you you paused. I'm pausing. We've, we we've come a long way from me having to wait in line at a Toys R Us amongst uh ten year olds to get a Mew. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying. It's true. <laughs> uh so they also have a trailer and stuff for Detective Pikachu. And this is for the 3DS game. Uh, I don't know if the story is going to follow the the Pokemon movie. Uh, I expect it's going to be very similar with extra bits and pieces in the game since it needs to be longer than the movie was, right? Um, Let's see. The Switch Online subscription service is getting two more Pokemon titles. Pokemon Trading Card Game from Game Boy Color is now on Switch Online. If you remember, you could have bought that on 3DS a while back. And now uh, you just get it if you're a Switch Online member. And uh, Pokemon Stadium 2, if you have the expansion pack membership for Switch Online, uh, that's a N64 title. And so you can play the stadium game. And then finally, Pokemon Peldian Wilds is a new animated web series set in Peldia. And um, another animation is Pokemon Path to the Peak, which is themed around competitive Pokemon trading card game play. And that'll be at a, a debuted at the Pokemon World Championships uh last week or yesterday rather and it's uh apparently on youtube now so you can go check that out uh, i popped something in the our discord chat for you to show on the screen chris oh did you know all right give me a second yes uh so, so they've been oh, the no. big thing with yeah the big thing no. with this, this pokemon has been they've been doing paradox pokemon and I just want you to see the world. To what, see did what they, they do did to, to this thing? Boy. What was this? They, they turned Raikou into a brontosaurus, apparently. It looks like one of the ones from um, Forbidden West from Horizon. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I pulled that pic- picture from the Know Your Meme page, and I that they're not wrong. <laughs> uh, people have been making fun of this. It looks like a giraffe. Yeah, Air Fox says uh, what, nobody what, liked this. Like, yeah, yeah, it's called Raging Bolt. It's one of the new Paradox ones because they did Walking Wake before, which was Suicune, and that one didn't look half bad. Hmm. Or did you catch that one at all? No, uh, maybe I don't. I finished the Pokedex, so I probably did, but 
I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, I got my Pokedex. I'm done with that game. And it's weird paradox Pokemon. And the reactions from Twitter. What did they do to Raikou? I am so effing livid. And then next, next post down, I love him. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so make, now it makes me wonder what they're going to do to my, my favorite Pokemon of that trio, Entei. But they're going to make him like a Stegosaurus. I just, I like. already don't like that those Pokemon turn into like these cloud men. You mean the Thunderous trio? Oh, maybe I'm confused. This, is this not one of the Thunderous trios? Okay. No. Because it's got that, like a cloud from, platform. Oh, gosh. I can see why you would think that, but no, this is it's from... It's like the same design Trister. language to me. <laughs> it's it's the same design language, yeah, but that's uh, Raikou and Tain Suikun are from... Oh, um, right. Oh, the, the tigers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Whatever. There's too many legendaries. There's too many Pokemon. We have to have a purge. Or a reboot. Either I, way works. I, I've been saying that for years. Te- technically, Pokemon Black and White was meant to be more of a reboot. Yeah, we've seen what happens if you try and take people Pokemon away. They don't They do not do well with that. Eh, it's fine. I just want to know where my uh, weed cat plush um, evolutions are. Because <laughs> they're, they're, one of them is out in Japan, and I've just been hovering over the, the American Pokemon Center waiting for it to be released, and nothing. Nothing, just the, uh, the, the Diglett clone from Paladia that looks like a giant wang. Oh, gosh, and, and that they thing is so weird. Doing. Yeah. Have, have you not seen that plush? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, combine that with the Sandy Guest plush, and yeah. Anyway, before I get kicked off the cast, uh, we've got Atelier. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this. Resleriana. Resler, yeah, Resleriana. Atelier Rihanna, uh, <laughs> the singer, um, announced for PC and mobile. This is a gotcha game, isn't it? It's probably gonna be. Uh... They haven't really said anything else about it other than the announcement and that it's going to be on PC and mobile uh, later this year. Um, I it's think meant to be a Genshin an... competitor then, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess we don't have a review for uh, th- that new remake yet. And it announced this morning, but it didn't make... Or it posted this morning, but it didn't make it on the sheet. So never mind. Um, we'll put it on yeah, the sheet. I, I will put it on the sheet. Well, here, while you're doing the next story. Let's see. Akatsuki Games. Oh, don't name your company Akatsuki. Then you've got <laughs> the Naruto stuff going. No, you don't need to bring that in there. All right. Well, let's see. What does this say? Android, Google, Valve Corporation, Steam. Oh, because it's on Steam. So they're crediting Valve for the. Okay. Koei Tecmo's making it. Oh, man. This has. It's already got the the icon with the lady looking up into the left. This is a this is a gotcha game. I bet you. Yeah. Rip Atelier. Bye Atelier. It was nice knowing you. We hardly knew ye. All right. Well, after that, we have RPG Time. Anaplex and Deskworks have released a free update for RPG Time, The Legend of Right. This is one of those games where drawings come to life. Uh, let's players take part in a board game with various mini games during a festival held by Demon King Death God. G-A-W-D. And uh, it looks like a free update. So 
go check that out. It's on all the platforms. Um, t- uh, I guess I guess this was relevant to your interest, Phil. You talked about it earlier. Titan Quest Two has been announced. Yeah, Titan Quest Two. How much did you play Titan Quest One? Yeah, well, the, you know, the, the thing about Titan Quest was it came like way out in two thousand three, four. It's kind of one of the mini Diablo, you know, clones that kind of came out. Uh, it was notable because it had uh, it's set in Greece and it, it's got that different setting. It was really uh, refreshing, but it wasn't super like it was. The reviews were okay. I think they were like sevens, maybe uh, an occasional eight. Uh, and and the the com, especially if you went back and you played it later on, it feels slow. It didn't age super well. So, but uh, I was blown away with like I remember like one day many years later. I was reading the game news and they're like, they've announced a new expansion for Titan Quest. I'm like, what? That game's been like dead for 10 years. It's it's not like a live service game or anything like that. Um, I was just like, holy cow, is this really a thing? And, and truly it was. Uh, and around the same time, either before or after, I don't remember, but that's uh, they also released an anniversary edition, which uh, uh, supported high screen, you know, high definition ratio, ra- ratios and resolution. Uh, make it easy to play in your more modern rig, as well as an option to make the combat faster. Like things could happen faster, two to three times speed. And once you play it like on those settings, it's hard to go back um, unless you just are purposely trying to play like a Diablo one old school experience. So it's good to, to have faster gameplay. Uh, and and it's fun. Like the anniversary edition is fun. It came out on Switch, came out on consoles, came out, you know, everywhere. Uh, I didn't like I, it. I tried it. I could liked it. Or I did, did not like, like it? I it's just it's so slow and Did you it, play with the speed turned up? No. You got a speed option. Turn I up the speed. Okay. Yeah. I played on PC. Maybe I didn't have the right version. It, yeah, it's the anniversary edition. Um if you're still like you found like the original edition and had bought that before the anniversary edition that's sitting on it your said, account. It had some moniker, like it was improved in some way, but yeah. Maybe not the right one. I don't know. But you do you do have to go into the options to turn up the speed. If you don't okay. think to look there, yeah. then you're yeah. All right. Yeah. It's 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 slow. Like default setting wise is slow. I would bump it up to at least I think I think the options were two and three. I'd bump it up to at least two. Three might be a bit too much. Okay. Might have been a slider. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but I do yeah, I would definitely recommend bumping it up. It's still not gonna you know, it's not going to, it doesn't have the oh, kinetic feel. The There's a new game coming. Thing. I'll just wait for that. So just tell me, game, what, what are they going to yep. do in the new game? New game. Do new we know game. anything about the new game? One of the cool things, well, I will tell you, one of the cool things, it might be in the new game, I have no idea. But one of the things that set Titan Quest a, apart was the fact that you could take, um, you once you were so far in a particular class, you could take another class. Oh. And you'd blend these. You could take, and as you level up, you could take, you could put your skill points into skills from either class. Mm-hmm. So you could make some, some fun different combinations, and that was that was totally awesome. And that was something that was brought in later on because there's the same developers, or at least the same people working on, I believe, Grim Dawn. Somebody can fact check me on that, but I believe Grim Dawn also has that whole two class thing going on as well. So basically, by putting these two classes together, you come up with a hybrid class that would have its own name in Grim Dawn. Like wizard and necromancer together would make I don't know animated I don't know something. I remember putting a conjurer and a dream weaver together just so I could conjure things and put them to sleep at the same time. Hmm. I like having minions. 
So it seems like all we have now is a cinematic um, intro and then some screenshots. Okay, screenshots might be gameplay. Giant enemy crab. All right, cool. Crab is good. Everyone yeah. likes crabs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, enemy bird. Um, enemy people. And uh, yeah, still looks like, uh, what is this, Greek people, Greek soldiers. Yeah, all right. What's the story? The Greek, the game sees Nemesis, goddess of retribution, corrupting the threads of fate and condemning all who oppose her to eternal punishment. Players control a hero fighting alongside the gods, aiming to change fate. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Car- flexible character build system lets players combine two different masteries to create hybrid classes, which you were just talking about in the first game, Phil. And uh, online co-op multiplayer. So interesting. Another player enters the ARPG Wars with Diablo 4 and Path of Exile 2. So we'll see how this one does. And we have no idea when it's coming out. No dates. Mm-hmm. Just wish list now. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you saying that we have new release dates? Uh, <laughs> well, we Sorry, do. Sorry, that was a bad transition. Well, bad if transition. we don't go there yet. Oh, these new release dates. Yes, Kelly. Yes. Tell me. Uh, well, WrestleQuest was supposed to come out this week and was delayed to August 22nd. Um, I guess they ran into a bug where players were losing their save game process when playing uh, WrestleQuest on multiple different devices. Mm-hmm. That's not good. So Yeah, that's a good reason to delay. So, yeah. Um, get on them for delaying instead of, you know, throwing it out and to patch it later and then pissing lots of people off. Um, it is set to launch on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Switch. So, was it cross-play on all of the different devices? I guess. I'm, I'm confused. Don't know. I don't know the oh, details. Well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just be excited on August 22nd. Um, exciting Phil news, Dokapon Kingdom is heading to Steam in September. Why? Which one of you guys are demanding this? Not me. I am still scarred from the Doki Pond Kingdom review I did on the Nintendo DS for RP Gamer like 15 years ago. I what kid you not. You? Because I love board games. And I love RPGs. And there are some good blending of these two different genres. I could give hundreds, you know, maybe not hundreds, but I could give quite a few examples. Doki Pond Kingdom, though, was like, no, it was absolutely horrible because it was so RNG heavy. Like a lot of the battles come down to basically a paper, rock, scissors type of combat. Like you literally pick, I think, paper, rock, scissors. And if you mess up there, you got like a 33% chance of messing up. Well, then you've just lost. And it would just totally swing one way or the other. It just wasn't, was not fun. I could see if you were totally drunk and all your friends had a bunch of 3DS or DSs, it was not even 3DS, and you guys had a bunch of DSs, maybe you get some enjoyment out of that. But as a single player experience, no, no, uh-uh. too much RNG. Like having a paper, rock, scissor system to resolve your combat in an RPG is a horrible idea. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, well, if you want that excitement, uh, you can play it on September 7th on Steam. 15 years Probably. ago. Maybe they've changed their design approach since then. Um, I no, it's the same know. game, is my understanding. Okay. Oh, they're fudge I, I, 
and yeah, I've heard this game is fun when you have a, a bunch of different people, especially when you can rename characters and re- rename them horrible things. <laughs> that sounds funny, but single player, not so much. Um, we've got Untamed Tactics releasing this month on August 28th. Um, this is a follow-up to a tabletop card battle game called Untamed Feral Factions, which uh, is, will be available for PC via Steam. And yeah, this is a free tactics game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Looks cute. And and then finally, news I'm kind of excited about, uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is releasing in September. Which one is Ever Crisis now? I can't keep up with all this. This is the mobile one that's going to kind of go through all the key plot points of the compilation of Final Fantasy VII oh. with the updated graphics. It It's kind of annoying because they showed those updated gra- graphics and it's like, well, that's kind of what I wanted the whole time, not necessarily the full remake, but we we got the full remake, which is good. So I guess they can both exist at the same time. Um, I think this is basically going to be a Cliff Notes version of Final Fantasy VII for those that don't want to have to play through Crisis Core and Before Crisis and watch Advent Children and suffer through every bleeding second of Dirge of Cerberus. Oh, and it even includes Advent Children. Why even bother? Yeah. Does Advent Children matter? Mm-hmm. Oh, they've even got Dirge of Cerberus. Boy. Yeah, that's, I said that. I don't okay. know, maybe just yep. not having to play George of Cerberus and just seeing some of the key well, points. Well, and it's a free-to-play game, so what, do you have to buy to, you have to pay for Sephiroth? Sure. Sephiroth. By the I'm way, this sure is the only game where the... it's okay to name your character XX Sephiroth 69 underscore 420. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To be honest, the gotcha stuff, I imagine, is going to be weapons, because that's how it's done it done gotcha stuff with other Final Fantasy games. Like, you get the characters, but then it's their equipment. That's random. That's how it was in Record Keeper and Opera Omina. I, I don't know about other ones like Brave Expius and all of that fun stuff, so. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet for this one and check it out, just because I'm curious about it's it. It's free. Just don't spend any money on it. You're fine. We shall see. I will report on what the gotcha is since they haven't really elaborated but that's all of the news all right well i have some release dates of my own coming out this week everspace 2 for the playstation 5 and xbox series consoles on august 15th afogato which was um i think i've covered this before a coffee shop game right visual novel thing Oh, wait, no, this is the coffee shop, but it's reverse tower defense, which doesn't that yes. just mean it's a MOBA? Because isn't tower I defense so. the, the backwards of defense of the ancients? So like, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a, you're, you're playing as the, the things you usually that destroy your towers, I guess. So anyway. Figure that out. Coming out this week on the 16th. Hammerwatch 2 for PC on the, on the 15th. Um, oh, by the way, the uh, Afogato was a PC game as well. Um, Vampire Survivors finally coming to Switch on the 17th. And Book of Hours on the 17th. Book of Hours is, let's see, a, this is the librarian one that we talked about last week, so. Oh, yeah, that looked confusing as hell. 
Yep, we have no idea how it works, but uh, we'll know this week. That's Windows and Linux and Mac. So that's what you can play this week. So now we have some editorials. Chris, before I get into the editorials, should I buy Vampire Survivors again? Yeah, of course. You don't have time for it, though. I know. Between Baldur's Gate and an art project, I'm planning on starting. Wait, did, uh, did you did you purchase it yet? No, because it's Do not it. available yet. No, oh, no, wait, no, Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Gate. Yeah, yeah. No, Baldur's Gate is downloading as we speak. Okay, good job, good it's job. It's just, it's taking forever. Yeah, I, it'll take a while. Go. It's really beefy. It's like 120 and, gigs. Yeah, I'm halfway there. 51 out of 97. Nice. And I'm going to have to get up and go do the same thing on my Steam Deck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, Chris, is there crossplay? For what? For Baldur's Gate. Yes. Okay, good. Wait, yeah. Wait. Well, it's only there, out on PC right now. Right, no, it's only I on know, PC right but, now. But, but yes, it, it yes, it has a cross-platform save thing. You have to yeah, sign into a Larian account. Um, yeah. Technically, it's disabled or was disabled because of potential corruption issues, but that doesn't really matter since it's only on PC anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so I can go back and forth between Steam and Steam Deck and be just fine. Well, you can always do that because Steam Cloud saves. That doesn't have to do with cross-play. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Right, my bad. Yeah, um, it worked just great when because uh, I yes, was playing on my yes. laptop and it works. the The cross save works perfectly. Yep. Between don't, just don't forget to have your PC sync before you shut it off. Right. Which right. I have done. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and, and make sure that your cloud saves are up to date before opening, or you'll end into conflict issues and shiz. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, a watch download never downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in the meantime, we've got a couple of editorials as soon as I opened the links because I got distracted there. Uh, first off, uh, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical review. Sam reviewed this. She, whereas it gave it a four out of five, said that it has a catchy soundtrack with varying sound versions and excellent excellent characters and voice cast, a highly original concept and great visuals. The the only downsides, uh, some of the song don't flow. Some of the songs don't flow as well. And there's audio issues in some songs. Mm. So that, that could very well be patched at some point if it's a prevalent problem, but uh, her glowing review makes me want to try this because it's got voice actors I love, and I, I like musicals, and I would love to try a RPG that tries to do something different. Four to five is pretty mm-hmm. good. Yep. And, and this is the same kind of game, so I'm not surprised she gave it a high score. So uh, ch- check that out. Um, it, it sold me on it. I'll put it on my wish list. Um, we've also got an Atelier Marie remake review. Um, the Alchemist of Salberg. This is, I think, this is the first game in the series ever as a remake. No. Um, review done by Paul Atelier. Oh, as a remake. Okay, the first remake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Marie was the first game. Uh, as far as his review, he gave it a three point five out no, of five. No, Marie was it, not the w- first game. Atelier Iris was the first game. That was a PS2 game. Really? Marie was like DS. Okay, Anna says Marie was the first game. Okay, Cause, yeah, because there was a bunch of PlayStation ones that we didn't get. I don't, I don't believe this. I, I don't believe that. I don't think I'm wrong. Chris, Chris, the Iris was just the first one that we got. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. So I want to um, see the original PS2 Atelier. Is PS1? Oh, would have been PS1. Okay. 
See that yeah. that's all you got to do to convince me. It was PS one. All right, I believe you because I played Iris and it was PS two. So yep, you win. <laughs> Chris, oh look at this! Games... Look at this! Wow! <laughs> Chris, these games were so popular in Japan that that's the reason why modern games have crafting systems. Fair enough. Mm. I believe you. Uh, is, wow! That, that's the story that I read. Um, probably I think from Hardcore Gaming One Hundred and One. I didn't uh, know this stuff existed on PS One, but look at yeah. that. Yeah, I think I bought a copy of this in the last time I was in Japan for like five bucks just to have it in my collection. Mm-hmm. But I, I imagine that the remake looks a lot nicer than what I'm seeing on the screen right Calendar. now. Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Calendar. Oh, like how I spell it and always have to autocorrect. No, uh, no. No, this is correct. No, wait. Oh, the A, okay. No, that's got an A. It, yeah, the ending E needs to be an A. So it's not right. Okay. Yeah, I always mess it up every time. Um, anyway, and so did the, the, the remake review. Because uh, I, I wanted the, the So the remake's re- good? Or, I, uh, good enough? <laughs> yeah, 3.5 out of 5. Uh, adorable chibi graphics, lively soundtrack, and exceedingly replayable. Um, the, neg- the negatives are time management aspects can overwhelm and relatively basic game mechanics. See, I was on, I've been on the fence about this one because they are charging 50 bucks for this remake. And given that it's the, the playtime, according to Paul, is under 20 hours and very easy, I think that's a little much. I don't know. It's what, what 60 bucks is. for that? Yeah. Yeah, it's fifty. Fifty? Mm, it's still much. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's. I think it's a little bit high, but Tecmo Koei's always tr- overcharged for Atelier games. I've found. And oh, I think we if we're, were going to do it. It should look just as good as like Atelier Verona Three. Like, do it all the oh, way. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be that. I that would be worth it. Charge sixty bucks. Uh, it, have it be a full remake. Pad out the content some. Go. And yeah, we were debating on this, and literally in the first paragraph of his review, he says it's a remake of the first title in the series, originally released for PlayStation in 1997. Well, fun. Um, then. Had versions uh, released later for Saturn, PC, Dreamcast, PS2, and Android, and iOS. So this is a popular series over there. I don't know how popular it is here. Atelier games? They're decently popular. Yeah. Popular enough. Um, I I also and I like you played uh, Iris for at first, and then I think when they brought over Atelier Annie for the DS, that was a more proper Atelier game because mm-hmm. I the Irises were a little bit more RPG focused, mm-hmm. and just being overwhelmed with Annie until I kind of got the hang of the the flow of the series with the time limits mm. and all that. Because does does Iris have a time limit? I don't remember. Okay. I remember being more action RPG though than the yeah crafting focus ones as- later. Yeah, I remember that aspect. Uh, I bought Atelier Iris one, two, three, Manicamia one and two, and probably some others, and then finally stopped buying these games because the only one I ever played was one. And I kept meaning to play these other ones and never did. And it was like, I'm not, why am I doing this? 
And so never got back into the series until Rorona, which I liked. And then I've played half of Rorona 2 and just can't even be bothered to finish it. I have pretty much the entire collection on the Switch, and I really want to play them. I just keep getting distracted with other other shiny things. I'd rather play uh, Baldur's Gate 3, personally. So uh, yeah. yeah, do it. Baldur's Gate 3 instead. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. I am at 59 of 97, so probably by the time I get back from lunch. And then I'll spend an hour or two in the character creator. Oh, you bought it! Oh, yeah. there oh you gosh, go. Oh my gosh, Chris, that was like so 20 it was minutes ago. Easy. Well, I I realized that yeah, I kind of am in between games right now. I I was going to boot up Bloodborne, but we've got three other people on that backtrack so I might just let them ha- handle the talking. Though I I might boot up Bloodborne just to get an idea of the gameplay a little bit. Mhm. Um but as far as like major switch games or stuff like that, I'm kind of in between stuff and I really, you guys kind of sold me on it. Plus I want to be part of the zeitgeist, you know, it's, it's popular right now and I want to talk so to you popular. guys. So popular. Is there multiplayer? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I will yes. not play Oof. it with you. I, oh, I will say though, I will say though, for those listening, the thing is if you're planning on playing this with friends, Expect a different experience because you have to, you can only have four party members. So, depending on how many friends you have, you're going to be taking very few or none of the NPC companions who contribute quite a bit to the story. So, and there's nothing wrong with that, um, but just understand it's a different experience. If I was going to be playing players, I would do both a solo run and a, and a, a run with my yeah, friends. Yeah, you're right. That's that's what I would do if we were going to play Kelly because it's a very different experience doing a Larian game oh. multiplayer. Um, because oh, yeah. you, you can't experience all the it's hard to see all the story bits when you're playing multiplayer it's hard to make all the decisions as a group it's 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 a different experience and no it doesn't really come off as a tabletop experience either just because the way okay. that it's still a video game they haven't perfected that experience to be like a full tabletop group but they're getting better um we don't have the fun of accusing the dm of cheating no you don't you just bitch that the game cheated and everyone just agrees and where's the, or, or there's that, no conflict <laughs> or that the dm is being easy on his girlfriend because mm. i'm sure that happens yeah i've yeah. only ever played D- tabletop D once so all the stuff i've just heard of you just need to play D tabletop i i know you can I play mean, pathfinder got- tabletop uh phil has games available I want to get my family involved in D and D, and I I have kind of a, a baby's first D and D called Animal. Well, two of them actually. One of them is called Animal Adventures, mm-hmm. but the other one that's really basic, I think, is called uh, Magical Kitties. And, Just play and real D and D, Kelly. <laughs> say what? Just play real D and D. It's not that hard. You don't need these the the dumbed down ones. But it's cute because well, you play a dog. <laughs> like, okay, but I want to well, play yeah. a wizard. <laughs> well, yeah, the the animal adventures is a five E system where you play as animals. Okay. And I have all the miniatures and I have them painted up. So. Ah, there you go. Now, so now go. you're the you're the you're the DM with the miniatures. That's perfect. That'll get people to come over, and they like to come over because you have all the nice miniatures. Now yeah. all you need is snacks and-, and to keep the cats away from the table. Oh, the the cat's a sudden encounter. 
though I don't have the uh, nine nine cat with trample anymore. May he rest in peace. Mm. I found an old picture on Facebook that had Murray in the middle of our table with Vaughn and I playing magic, and it, the caption was, uh, "That's a nine nine with trample. You don't have enough mana to summon that." Nope. <laughs> Because Murray was a big boy. That was, was a joke. All right. Well, uh, we've been over our games that are coming out. We've had some reviews. Now you need to make some choices, folks. What are you going to play this week? Phil. Oh, my gosh. There's a big, huge spider. It's got red markings. Don't play this game. What? It's a big spider. Oh, do you it's have a spider in your markings. game? Oh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. got red markings. What? You know okay. that's not good, right, No, it's Chris? not. Yeah, not if they're red. And it's really big. You need the brown spiders. Or the you know how I do orange. the big boss battles? I think I just, yeah, I just think I just, Run? yeah, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. holy shiz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kelly, what are you going to play this week? Uh, more Diablo and the Baldur's Gate, apparently. Yeah, and of course I'll be playing Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Uh, in theory, this week is the new Path of Exile season, but Baldur's Gate 3 is really good. I may not play that like I thought I was going to. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's where we're at. Okay. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for watching. Did we have a question of the week for them? Uh, no. Um, Oh, we need I that. don't know what to ask. Maybe if maybe if they want to weigh in on the game, the the thing that we were talking about with Baldur's Gate being too good of a game and expecting higher standards from other companies. But I don't know how to word that question. Mm. Should we consider Baldur's Gate three to be a benchmark for how RPGs should be produced going forward, or at least a minimum bar of quality for next gen RPGs, current gen RPGs? I don't know. Something like that. See, as soon as I try to go with it, it just sounds dumb. Yeah. I, cause huh. it, like the answers are obvious. So like, this shouldn't even be a debate. Like, yeah, if you can make things good, make them good. Of course. How about what, <laughs> how about what your favorite, uh, CRPG is? How about that? Favorite CRPGs. Other well, than Baldur's Gate 3. Cause I, yeah. yeah. Other than Baldur's Gate 3. Cause I, because I think this is me f- kind of stepping my toe into the C C series. I tried Planscape a while back, but bailed because the text yeah. was too small. I expect to get a lot of Baldur's Gate 2, Planescape Torment, and Icewind Dale 2. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. And some divinities. But, uh, yeah. Let's see what the answers are. If you'd like to provide your answer, go to rpgamer.com. Click on the podcast at the top, RPG Cast in the menu and find the show thread and comment on it. And we'll read your comment next week here on the show. Uh, with that, everybody, I want to thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Kelly. And thank you, dear listener. We will see you next week. 9 a.m. Pacific. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.